0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the NZPE TeacherCast. Uh, I'm here with Joel Bouzade uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about leadership. Uh, but first of all, Joel is, I've had the pleasure of getting to know him a little bit over the last uh, year and a bit. He is first and foremost, and I think you would say that he's a father, uh, he is a gym owner. We're here in his uh, gym, My CrossFit. Uh, He's an entrepreneur, he is a motivational speaker, he is a life coach and and many more things and he does quite a bit of work within that space of leadership and he works with a few schools and students and stuff like that. So we're going to base three or four questions around that domain there so Joel, welcome to the the video. Great to be here. Thanks Carl. So can you just tell us a little bit about yourself that I may have missed out or might not have got right in the introduction?
1: Yeah, I think um, I think you got it pretty well. Like basically, like like many people, I do a bunch of different things, but like right at the heart of that. Is trying to create possibility for people, and uh, at home with my son or my daughter, that might look a little bit different to when I'm in a corporate environment, perhaps, or running a workshop or doing a keynote. But basically, I use those mediums to try and create possibility for people because we're all sitting around at some point trying to do better in some area of life. So I feel like there's a need for that. So that that's kind of what I do, macro. I, I like that. Um
0: I've never heard of a coin like that. Create possibility. We're all trying to better and improve ourselves, but framing it like that. Why did you choose to frame it possibility? I guess mean, is that seagulls. Yeah. <laughs> How did, Why did you choose to frame it like that?
1: Possibility. Yeah. I was uh, having a drink with a good friend of mine once, and he said, "If you were ever to write a book, what would it be called?" And it just came out, creating possibility. And um, I've gone through the process of eliciting my own purpose in life and it's to create possibility for others so that they can experience full self-expression, which I think is one of the most important things that we can do, whether it's for our kids or for even for anyone, is to help us move from this inhibited, uh, inhibited version of ourselves to this more fully expressed version of ourselves. And the pathway for that, to me, is creating opportunities for us to explore our own possibility.
0: I think that's really, that's really nice. Like from a firsthand experience and seeing what you've done here at My CrossFit and the culture you've created here, and my wife coming in and seeing the changes that uh, I guess this community has made in her life is fascinating to watch. And it is. It's, it's creating possibility and making people um, feel more confident, feel stronger, and all those sorts of things. So, yeah, you know, it's really awesome. To be there.
1: There's a there's a saying I might get it a little bit wrong, but it's like you don't know what you don't know something along those lines. And, and so often what we see with the people that show up here is they show up here scared, nervous, worried, unsure, they've got goals but they've never shared them and then all of a sudden, eventually, exactly what you just said, you know, they turn up confident, courageous, they're better able to ask for certain things in their lives from friends or work colleagues or ask for a pay rise because they learn how to be confident in a place like this. So absolutely, this is another version of that.
0: So, in, in terms of leadership, yeah, and we, as as most of my audience, they're teachers, and we deal a lot in that leadership space. We're trying to motivate our learners and incorporate leadership
1: in what we do. To you, what would be your definition of leadership? Yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, I got the question, and you know, I've I've thought about this a lot, and you know, I direct the leadership program at Scotts College, and you know, I should be able to like that, be able to say it's this. <laughs> um, And I I still, it changes, it evolves, and just through conversation, I'd say it's a couple of things, like it's how we think, how we speak, and how we act. Um, In particular, against our own best self. So if I'm walking around and I'm thinking at this level of quality, but I know deep down I'm capable of that level of thinking, then I'm not leading myself. The same way with speaking, like, It's very easy for us to speak negatively of others, complain, make excuses, blame, shift the buck. Now if I ask anyone in the world, are those the choices or the language of a great leader? They'd say, absolutely not. And so when I do that, being able to go, that's not my best self. And so I think, to keep it simple, leadership is how we think, it's how we speak, and how we act against our very own best selves. that's still pretty vague and so if we were to take it a step further i'd say the impact or influence of that on others whether it be other students other teachers the community at a global level should be agreeably positive that to me is leadership so kind of complicated in, in some ways but it, at the heart of it it's like it's about me
0: no i think that's i think that's really good because what i see and what teachers see quite often and it's it's really frustrating because I really like how you framed it comparing it to yourself as a leader you know could you be here but you're down here but what we what we see this misconception from our students is that um, leadership is about popularity right that oh he's popular so he'll be a good leader or yeah. i want to be a leader so i'm going to try to be popular yeah and and how i try to frame it with my students is that so it doesn't matter how popular it's not about being the popular person and having the voice, but it's about being able to improve others is the way that I try to frame it them. But again, when I compare and contrast that to your definition, you know, maybe that's a little bit, that's a step ahead of where it should be. Mm. And maybe I need to start talking to these kids and saying, hey, you know what, it's where do you see yourself, your capabilities lie? Are they up here and where are you delivering? Yeah. And instead of thinking about improving others, let's focus on
1: ourselves and try yeah. to lift that up there. So I oh, think you've found that really well. So good. And I think, you know, such an underrated question that as parents and teachers, and I say those two roles because generally those are the two roles that spend the most time with our youth today, Um is to continuously ask about vision and who you see yourself becoming. And they don't have to have the answer, right? But it's just like we're so micro in our thinking. What's for lunch? How do I get through the next period? How am I going to pay the bills today? It's so micro. And it conditions us to never think about what's really possible, right? And that's the territory of leadership is to think well, not to think scarcely, not to think in accordance with the Demands of our current reality. So yeah, absolutely. Asking those those questions.
0: Why do you think it's important that we're investing in the leadership of our youth? You know, there's a lot of youth leadership programs. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's adult leadership program, programs as well, but there's this really big emphasis on developing good
1: leaders. Why do you, why do you think we need to invest in that? Yeah, I think. Um, like, there's, there's two areas for me. One is at a global level. So we have massive problems at a global level. Like, for example, how do we feed the next billion people that are about to arrive on our planet? You know, like, that's just going to happen. How do we do that? Um, but also, how do we feed the, the nearly billion people that are hungry at the moment? That requires people to think beyond how do I pay the mortgage, the bills, or the rent, which is where most of us spend our thinking, right? It requires thinking that requires leadership there, Um, clean energy, like where are we getting that from? And so I believe that we need to invest in our youth and our leadership because out of every thousand people that we put through these leadership courses or leadership programs, someone's gonna come through and produce a level of thinking that could change the course of the world. So that's at a global level why I believe it. on a a more community or family-based level, I mean, how many people are walking around out there stressed, overwhelmed, worried, and anxious, you know? And that's, you know, like most, 80% of our thinking's negative, 95% of our thinking's the same as yesterday. And if that's true, or even partially accurate, like we are just negative walking creatures, right? And that that has an influence so when we show up to school when we show up to our family we're carrying this crossover from yesterday this negativity we require people to think differently now more than ever otherwise we're destined for this environment of toxicity
0: yep. and, and you're right you know we as a as a society and on a global scale we're we're facing some massive issues you know in the next 10 20 30 40 mm. 50 years and I sit there with young kids and you've got young kids, and mm. you know it's really scary that this is the world that they're going to fix yeah and being an, being an educator where I have this opportunity to maybe influence or shift the thinking of individuals and maybe point them in the right direction that's really exciting for me, mm. but I still worry about my young ones and and I you know even now I'm trying to facilitate a bit of leadership with them and yeah. have um, you know, my daughter she's really bossy yeah and she's you know. We've had talks with her teachers and they're like, oh, she's got a leadership potential, but yep. at the moment I've seen her being really bossy and I'm trying to foster some um, some communication skills with her and stuff like that. So she's not so bossy, but it's, yep. for her, it's learning bits and pieces of leadership and taking on board feedback feedback, and stuff like that. Yes. But hopefully, you know, our youth are going to be at this point where they are going to be the ones doing these big picture thinking and delivering mm. these solutions for society that we're going to need over the next um, 50 years. And yes. yeah, by investing, investing now, invest, invest, invest in teaching and educating uh, our tomorrow's leaders,
1: you know, yeah. hopefully we're going to see that come through. Absolutely. And, and this is why whenever I go into a school or a, a corporate environment, often people, and I think it's more accepted now, are quite blown away that when I share the content that I share and ask the questions that I do, They're like, oh, we thought it was going to be about leading others. And it's so often about leading south because once we can graduate out of our own scarcity of how we are and who we are and all of that stuff, we can start to focus on solving some of those problems. But until then, we're worried about the mortgage and the rent and filling up the car and getting by, right? And no one's changing the world when they're thinking about getting by. And it's a real shift in psychology. Can you just going to interject a little bit here yeah. and you're using this word scarcity a lot and
0: I, I've heard the word scarcity used a lot from a wealth perspective and when we look at wealth there's this society has this scarcity approach in terms of um, there's only a set amount of wealth that you can chase and in reality there's wealth for everybody but we have this scarcity approach but you're using it within the leadership
1: um, mindset. Can you just elaborate on that a little bit please? Yeah, absolutely. So if we go back to this idea of possibility, right? So my belief is that um, for human beings, we are capable of far more than we're demonstrating, myself included. Even though we might be able to reflect, we go, we're doing some great things. And so when one considers their potential or what's possible for themselves, what immediately happens is the saboteur or fear starts to arrive, right? And for most people, they'll look at that or listen to that fear, and then they won't take any form of action. And so when I talk about scarcity, it's really in conjunction with our own internal dialogue, and it's got a lot to do with courage and the ability to act in the face of worry and concern. And so, yeah, scarcity thinking is like, I don't know if I can do that. What could possibly go wrong? There's too many things to go wrong there. Is it really worth it? That is scarcity thinking and it doesn't assist, help, or change the world. Perfect,
0: perfect. I understand that now, that makes a ton of sense and um, when I reflect on myself and I've got a few, um, well a few masterminds or a few Mm -hmm. close groups of people that I work with and and they're often saying to me, you you're too hard on yourself or, you know, you're not setting your goals high enough or why are you so scared of doing that and you know, I consider myself being somebody who's quite willing to put myself out there and step out of my comfort zone, but you know, when I reflect with other people, it's still, that's scarcity thinking, it's still there. and It is, you know, it's Absolutely. hard not to be scared when you're looking at um, doing things that you've never done before.
1: Yeah, yeah, and this is this goes back to our conversation before we kicked off, and I was talking about habits, right? And so many of us, when we look at habits, we go, um, I need to get in the habit of going to the gym more regularly, or eating uh, two thirds of my plate needs to be green vegetables, And get into the habit of doing that great physical habits but what about the habits of thinking and so that when X happens negative thinking trigger how do I then replace that with a positive thinking trigger and when we can start to manage and master our mind in that way we start to show up to life far differently yeah and that's a real powerful powerful um, it's powerful work to be a part of I've done some stuff around um, at, at one point
0: you know, I read Mel Robbins a five second rule and I use that around that negative thinking so if I felt that coming on you know it's yep. one, two, three, four, five and get me out and you know, change my frame of mind change my perspective because you know, we can't be wasting our time being negative You yeah. can't be dwelling on stuff that is beyond your control out of mm. your control you know stick to what you can manage and, yep. and,
1: and if you can maintain that positive mindset that's it yeah, yeah. And, and, and just like Mel Robbins you know I've, I've read her work as well and I think if, if anyone that's listening is interested in improving or enhancing their leadership, it doesn't matter where you are, whether you're on your deathbed or you're just getting started, like being able to intentionally shift your perspective, regardless of the external impulse, stimulus, that is, will change your life, 100%. When you walk home and the dishes aren't done and the kids are screaming and there's whatever's going on, and from a conditioned perspective that would normally send us into frustration or disappointment or whatever it might be, being able to intentionally shift our perspective gear, the value of that, that's what we need to teach.
0: I often, and I've mentioned this on the video a lot before, but one of my routines is, one of the last things I do before I go to bed at night is I consider the one thing from my day that didn't go as planned or that I didn't execute on or action to the best of my ability and I flip that in my head and I uh, imagine that or I visualise that happening in the way that I wanted it to, Yeah. Um, so just take, take exactly what you just said, taking mm. something that is not particularly positive but flipping around so it is and reliving that in my head and that just helps frame me before I go to sleep in a bit more of a positive mindset and and yeah. you learn a bit from that. So next time you're you're going to encounter maybe an issue that prevented you from executing at the best of your ability, you have um, a bit of a strategy to, to yeah. overcome
1: that. Absolutely, and, and 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 the more we do that sort of thing, the the more it moves from difficult to do to easier yeah. to do, and 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 that's the beauty of you know growing and being a human and 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 everything that life is is getting better, you know. Yeah. yeah. Alright last question, so
0: I've mentioned our audience are mainly educators but we yes. also have a few parents and stuff like that, what is, what is one thing that parents or teachers or, or educators can do right now to foster leadership among our youth, what's one thing that they can take away from this, head straight into the classroom or uh, wherever they coach or anything like that and put something into action right now to foster leadership?
1: Can I offer two? Yes, you can. (laughs) One for the classroom and one for like a little bit bigger picture. So the first one is, and and many teachers will already be doing this, I believe, and parents, but the first one is is spend time um, distilling the questions that you ask so that the questions that you ask are powerful. I think traditionally in education we've come from this paradigm of I'm a geography teacher, so I'm gonna teach you geography and I'm gonna impart information to you. That's not what leadership is. Leadership is situationally looking at someone and asking them a question that they need to personally find the answer to. They need to. And so it becomes individual, which for a teacher that could be like quite overwhelming. Yeah. So you're asking me, Joel, to prepare for geography and 36 questions for 36 kids. Absolutely. That's the world we live in. And the greatest change that can occur in a student or a child or anything is when the, the conversation, it happens for themselves. It's, it's never someone telling them what to do. It's someone asking them a great question. You know, like, I'm, at the moment I'm working with my two and, a half year old, two and a half year old on, so tell me, is that right or is that wrong? And she's struggling with that, but through time she's gonna start to develop her own answers. And then, obviously, the impact of those answers as well, rather than me saying, that's wrong. Yeah? Perfect. So that's probably the first thing, the thing that you can do straight away is like, what are the questions I'm gonna ask my students today? But second is like, get people volunteering, without a doubt. You know, the the cost of entry is so low to volunteer. The, The learning, leadership learning is so high. And if you make a mistake volunteering, it's an environment where people are like, it's all good. So if you wanna hone and harness leadership, personal leadership, go and volunteer without a doubt, like today. That's powerful, that's powerful. And yeah, I've never, you know, I've never,
0: people look at volunteer work and they don't see it as leadership, do they? They see it as, I'm giving something up. Mm. But that's part of leadership and that's sacrifice. And that's when you lead by example and you sacrifice things and you give your time, for free to support a cause or support others, I mean, that's I mean, that's as much, uh, that's the, yeah, that's a perfect idea for people to really foster this leadership. And um, you know what, I've, I've never, I'm just trying to think, I don't think I've ever had any of my students do any volunteer work yeah. in, in what we do. Yeah. Um, that's a good challenge for me, to implement that within my mm. teaching this year. I've got about five months left of the, of the teaching year. Um, that's gonna be a little target for me, is to get my kids to,
1: um, do some mm. do some
0: volunteer yeah. so that's good that's really good advice
1: there's so many um, and I think when, when people hear the word volunteering they probably go to one or two organisations or things that like "Oh, I don't want to do that but it exists everywhere everywhere there is a need for someone to add a bit more and, and this is where we hone the thinking the speaking and the action right and right at the beginning we talked about that as my personal definition around leadership and it's just it's just yeah, it's just such a good environment to hone that stuff without you know being critiqued at a, at an executive level. You know, that's awesome um, perfect advice.
0: And yeah, I, I hope that uh, listeners, audience, can take some of that on board and maybe action that within their teaching, in their classroom space. Uh, you've got a few big things
1: coming up. Uh, you have uh,
0: two day courses that, that yeah. you're launching soon, you want to tell yeah. us
1: about that? Yeah so uh, Life by Design is on the 23rd and 22nd and 23rd of September here in Wellington and uh, second release of tickets about to go out this week um, but basically it's a framework for life so anyone that's walking around doing life and they're a little bit over it, sick and tired of the same old same old or they're just lacking any kind of direction, um, maybe there's no purpose in their work just like they're asking some of those bigger questions This is the course for that, you know, like there is just such a high level of questioning and introspection over that weekend that everyone will walk out of there profoundly impacted to shift their life to the next level, without a doubt. Awesome. I'll make sure that I stick um, a link to that in the show notes and
0: so people, you know, you've heard Joel speak. Um, he's a pretty inspiring dude uh, and this life by design I think is going to be really beneficial for people so check that out if you will. But I just wanted to thank you for taking time out from your busy schedule. You've just come back from Samoa for a family reunion, that's pretty cool. Uh, you've got a young family uh, so I really do appreciate it and I appreciate the work that you've done for my family I guess because I've seen Jess come in here and the changes that... Um, we've seen from her attitude and her mental strength and also her physical appearance which is pretty sweet being her husband so um, no I appreciate the work you do
1: so oh man thanks for the opportunity and and of course if there's anyone that's listening that wants to reach out and and do some work together or collaborate or whatever it was I was at the um, Christ College Year 12 uh, Emerging Leaders Conference last week speaking and uh, speaking in front of 150 students and at the end every single one of them came and shook my hand and I walked away from that going, man, maybe today I create a possibility. And a teacher came up to me and goes, gave me their card and said, you know, we've got to check, we've got to get you down to Timaru boys and whatever it may be. So if there's anyone out there that wants to work to give, then please get in touch we'd be more than happy to, nice. to help. Nice. Awesome. Thanks, John. Thanks, Carl. Thanks.